I'm going to basically focus on Hosea. So I'm going to focus on Hosea. So um, in the Bible, so it's going to be a focus on Hosea and what the theme would be for anybody that wants to take notes um, or or you know wants to write anything down. The theme is really going to be about a powerful love. Okay, a powerful love. Now this can be interactive, so you can unmute yourself if I ask any questions. But I guess my first question to each and every one of you would be: Have you read? No, no pressure, no judgment, no nothing. It's the, it's a safe zone. But have you all read the book of Hosea? Um, I can't. I think I've read it once, but it's been a very long time. I think I think so. Can't remember, but I know the story, but I haven't read it recently. So okay. as good as <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> really? No, no worries. Um, what about you? say? What about you? Have you? Have yeah, you read it? Yes, I've yes, yes, I've read the book of Isaiah. Like just back then shot, but not like or maybe like the whole chapter at once. Big it, but I do touch it once in a while if I'm led to go there. So yeah, basically I have Okay. No, that's cool. Um, hi Sheila, Rosemary, feel free as well. Um, put it in the chat but basically so the focus is going to be on Hosea and um, one thing the reason why this came heavily on my heart so the book of Hosea H-O-S-E-A hopefully I'm not mispronouncing it but I know I've been saying Hosea for or Hosea Hosea for the longest time now the reason why this book came to mind is because you know we look at one thing I love about the God is that he is love and he represents love and there's so many different forms of his love that is shown in the word now the most familiar ones that we know are obviously Christ and the church which is always going to be the number one priority and then in the romantic context you'll hear every woman saying I need to find my Boaz or you'll hear that form of of, of love um and then you'll you'll see as well other, other different kinds of love. So whether it's in forgiveness, whether it's Joseph forgiving his brothers um, for what they had done, or just the love that is well Jacob had for Rachel. So there's different forms of love, but this love I believe is a very prophetic one because this book focuses on, on faithfulness. And I'll, I'll, I'm gonna get into that to the reason why on faithfulness really because basically the book is really um a powerful portrayal of god and his people and a husband and a wife okay so i'm just going to give into context of of the of basically of hosea and then i'm going to go and delve into scripture one of the things just to give a bit of a context of what hosea is about it was um the 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 Bible, the book itself focuses on the Northern Kingdom of Israel who um, enjoyed, you know, moderate success from conquering neighbor, neighboring kingdoms. The neighboring kingdoms would have been obviously um, the tribe of Judah and all the other ones, but I are gonna focus on, 
on this particular one. Um, however, although this Northern Kingdom had enjoyed moderate success, there was a lot of idol worship. There was a lot of unfaithfulness. There was a lot of murder. There was a lot of different forms of corruption, things that unfortunately were seen a lot in our nations. Okay, this is very relatable with what was happening during that time, during that that part of the kingdom. So, what is so interesting? God sends Hosea to Israel during King Jeroboam the second's reign. He he chose. He selected his prophet Hosea to basically acknowledge or to speak of the wrongdoings that were happening during that time during that era so he was talking about the perpetual idol worship and the dependence on outside nations now the one thing i love about that is because we need to even look at ourselves in a sense where we're in nations where there's a lot of things happening as well um recently would have seen that even in america we had the satan shoe that had come out um, in, in in the UK, there's still a lot of forms of silent persecution in terms of people losing their jobs in public sector because of their faith. Uh, Nigeria may be experiencing as well their own forms of things, whether you know you guys are battling corruption or other different things, and and so on and so forth. And one of the things that I love about Hosea, which is a bit relatable to us, is that a lot of us are, are finding ourselves being the voice, sometimes being a bit of the outsider, even amongst those who proclaim to be Christian because we're really trying to follow we, we are really following the word of God we're really um, adopting a mindset of discipleship and discipleship sometimes will come with persecution trials, tribulation going against what could be, be the norm of a particular culture or state this, will, this is what is so special about Hosea because he came during that time of really having to come against a lot of uh, principles that were just simply demonic but we're hidden in this is culture or this is just life or this should this is the norm this is how it should be so that's something that's really really key to kind of note down now one of the thing about king jeroboam's the second's reign he was one of he was considered to be one of the worst kings in israel's history so during the time it was still the book of Hosea, the king jeroboam the second he was considered to be again the worst king one one of the worst kings in israel why it wasn't necessarily because he was just going around killing people. It was because he grew apath uh, apathetic and allowed idol worship. The one of the worst things that we can ever do as a nation and as individuals is idolatry. It's placing everything before God. And it's so amazing because even in the commandments of God, the one of the first things is we shall not worship any other God but him you know we need to love God with all our hearts that's to show you how dear and how important it is that we do not idolize anything above God mm. and we're going to go into forms of idolatry because sometimes we may think idolatry is you know worshiping our forefathers or doing things that seem ob obviously or, or or that that seem um, to be an obvious form of idol worship, you know, Mami Wata, all of these different things, cultism, all of that. But idol worship could be the fact that you've placed even your career before God, meaning that like your career is everything. You would miss out on things, you you, you know, you, you consider it to be of, of greater value than your relationship and your communion with God. And these are things that we do sometimes unconsciously. We don't We don't mean to do it, but it, it but it happens because of life. Sometimes our money issues 
maybe sometimes someone could be worried about money a lack of money and then we decide to oh my gosh you know the stress of money we're just too busy chasing money that we again start to put that before god so i want everybody to know that idol worship is not just the obvious that we may know but it's sometimes the things that we may not even realize sometimes idol worship is marriage upset us an obsession to get married to show everybody that you have arrived when it comes to my wedding you know everybody must know which is not a bad thing if it glorifies god of course but idol worship can be can can take hold of and can be shaped in so many different ways and so many different forms amen obviously amen. put in the chat amen so um so, so basically, yes, so King Jeroboam, just to give a context, because I think it's important to give a context when explaining, um, King Jeroboam, the second one, worst king, grew apathetic and allowed idol worship to run amok in the nation. This, this man did not care. If you want to go and put a goat on top of your head, he didn't care. If you want to go and, and sacrifice all different kinds of things, he didn't care. This time, obviously, they were considered to be the Israelites, right? He also opened up a doorway for Israelites to cheat, to steal, to have unlawful sex, obviously fornicate, and even murder each other on a constant basis. So how many of us can definitely relate to that in, even in our nations? Very relatable, which is why I really like the book of Isaiah. And, um, and, because, and because of this, the people were growing cold and distance. They had forgotten about knowing God as the intimate first love ushering in a disaster that will intimately strike through Assyria's sage. So we'll talk about more about Assyria, but for now, the focus is that although all of these things were happening, the beauty of God, this is where the powerful love comes in. And this is where the message is going to really come in. This is where I, I pray that it will touch each and every one of you to really understand the powerful love that God has. Because a lot of us are, to are told Jesus loves you. A lot of us, we even say to other people, Jesus loves you. But the reality is, if you as well have not really been loved, if you as well may have not been loved in a particular way by your parents or not, you're not loved in a particular way by even friends or you don't, you don't feel the love in your day-to-day -day life, you never felt the love when you were growing up, you're coming into the faith, you're constantly told that Jesus loves you, you may have had a few encounters here and there and then the issues of the world comes. It's very easy to start really downplaying God's love in our lives. It's very, very easy. It's very easy to go from zero to hundred to be on fire and the next minute you're just thinking is it even worth it but i believe that the, the book of isaiah gives an illustration that really brings love to life and how does god does that the key message is because despite the things that the israelites did during that time and during that era god did not forget israel even in their self-destruction and he teaches them and us that love is the strongest force of all even over sin now this, this how does that story start and how does it emerge everything starts from Hosea chapter one okay and i'm going to read some of the word because if we if we if if i go through everything we'll be here all day and i'm conscious of the time and i want to respect everyone's time but one of the most beautiful things and most <laughs> i'm sure a lot of you men i don't think we'll be able to do this an instruction that he gives to Hosea. And I'm going to read the word of God. Ooh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I have my chapter there. In chapter one was 
well i'm going to start from verse two so chapter one hosea chapter one verse two it says when the lord first spoke through hosea the lord said to hosea go and take to yourself a wife of harlotry and have children of harlotry for the land commits flagrant harlotry forsaking the lord so he went verse 3 so he went and took goma the daughter of Dibleam, and she conceived and bore him a son now let me just rewind because some of you may not <laughs> understand what is really going on basically the lord is telling hosea go and get yourself a prostitute have children for a prostitute and because the land that you're in is constantly prostituting themselves basically so what was that scripture saying the lord wanted hosea to basically feel the emotion or experience what he was experiencing with israel with israel israel in other words israel was being the prostitutes the lord was in this covenant with basically in a marriage with a nation that was constantly cheating on him with false idols constantly disregarding him constantly yeah they'll make sacrifices here and there but their hearts will be so far away from him and he told Hosea the prophet you go off and basically marry a prostitute so that you as a prophet will feel the emotions and and and, and feel what I'm experiencing with the nation of Israel this is very very deep because honestly if I was a man and someone told me at the time just go and get yourself just a prostitute you know somebody who we don't know if she's repentful or she's still prostituting or she's changed we don't know the context naturally unfortunately which is not the right thing to do because we're not there to judge anyone you're gonna say no well you know you're going to say you're not going to want to throw yourselves at somebody that you know is constantly sleeping with different men at that, that point that period of time now if the person has repented and has become new in christ then <laughs> glory be to god you know then that's a different story that person has been made new but even that you'll still have people in the church judging the person and still not wanting to not saying whether that's right or wrong because i don't condemn that but i'm just giving an example it's a very deep thing and a lot of people don't realize how deep that is and now just kind of going back to that when uh, an aspect that okay when we go through again of the story and we, we go through the scriptures we know that goma who is uh the daughter of debliam who is prostituting is now married to hosea now i wish i could come to you and tell you <laughs> that goma gave a life to gave a life well, was consecrated to god because obviously christ wasn't there yet well is was still in the old testament was was consecrated to god decided that yes i'm going to honor him now i may have lived a life that was a particular way but all things have been made new all things have passed away and i'm now new in christ you know i'm new in god but unfortunately no 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 that's not what happens as you continue to go through the scripture okay we and we go we continue to even go in chapter two we when we read the word from even verse two it says content with your mother it, it says content with your 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 um be content with your mother 
contend for she's not my wife and i'm not her husband and let her pull away her harlotry from her face and her idolatry from between her breasts or i will strip her naked and expose her as on the day when she was born i'll also make her like her like a wilderness make her like a, a like desert land and slay her with thirst now when you look in the context when you carry on reading hosea you'll notice that goma unfortunately continued cheating on hosea she was cheating on hosea throughout the marriage whilst the whilst god also was using the description of her idolatry to describe what israel was doing to him he made hosea experience a marriage where there was constant unfaithfulness Now that's very very deep. You're in a marriage and your wife or your husband is constantly cheating on you. Not once, not twice. But it's even known in the area as a prostitute or gigolo or whatever for the main context I'm I'm putting in both in a male and female perspective. Right? Mm-hmm. And this this prophet Hosea is having to stay was having to be in this marriage and experience a sort of emotion that only god would not even understand because he's having to be faithful to the word of god he can't just depart from this marriage god gave him an instruction and by faithfulness and obedience to god he is not only married to a woman that is constantly unfaithful to him but he is going to the temples to minister to the people asking them for repentance to repent over their sins now i'm going to get it. i'm 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 trying to explain you to you the context so that you lot will understand a bit about hosea and about the experiences that he he had to to live to honor the lord and also begin to have a to even have a better relationship with god because sometimes the problem with us as well is it, you know somebody can be going for a situation and we will we will feel so sorry for them you know somebody's telling you oh I, you know i've lost imagine if you know i've come to you and i said to you you know i've lost god forbid god forbid god forbid god forbid but i've lost somebody due to covid and whatever you know it's easy to just be like oh it's so sad you know i'm really sorry for your loss i'm really sorry for what you've experienced i'm really sorry about what is going on but sometimes it's until you experience that same loss in your own family god forbid god forbid god forbid experience that loss that you will you won't be able to understand until you've gone through it and i feel like in it, with, with hosea he's, he 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 was able to to understand more of the reason why people needed to repent and change their ways because he was with he was married to a woman who who couldn't keep her confident who, who who couldn't be faithful to him who allowed herself to be seduced because of wealth because of jewelry because of so many different things and give her body away to obtain these things because she idolized and placed value on those things over God. Mm. How many times we may not we we may sit down and think oh yeah I'll never do that. I will never I enter the day I me I'm not going to be cheating like this. I'm not going to be doing that, you know, in my marriage I'm not going to be doing that if we're not married yet. But then we don't realize that sometimes there's situations where even our worrying, our anxiety over certain things, you know, sometimes it's a form of idolatry because we basically say to the lord that you're not bigger than our problem that you're not 
you're that you're not as as you know you're not capable of solving the, the issues or or the things that we're sometimes facing why that's why the bible is constantly reminding us that we must go to god with you know um and, and petition with prayer and thanksgiving and make you know our prayers known unto him why because worrying when we worry is as if we place the problem above god we sometimes tell ourselves that god is not even capable of changing it god is not capable of turning things around and i'm guilty of that i'm guilty of sometimes placing things and situations above god it's easy to pray it's easy to come and lead bible study but sometimes in my own private life i sometimes wonder you know i want to take matters into my own hands that is idol idolatry because i've i i've placed that situation and those things above god and i love that hosea was able to experience that so as he was ministering as he was ministering to the israelites of northern kingdom he could feel the emotion of why they needed to repent he felt the pain and the zeal to to tell them why they needed to repent because of the pain that he was also going through in his marriage deep 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 is everybody with me so far you can put a yes mm-hmm. on yourself is everybody yeah. following me is everybody getting yeah, me yeah 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 we are yes. you. okay cool 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 i feel like a teacher i'm sorry <laughs> um so yeah. just kind of going back to to the to the word so i'm just going to share just continuing from what i've just um shared i'm going to talk about some of the lessons that we can learn so Hosea verse 1 verse 2 to 3 we've we've looked at it it said go take your a wife or hold them so obviously make note of that i'm going to now explain a bit more about goma so goma basically again as we spoke about is she's presented as an unfaithful wife to Hosea we also look as well at how Hosea's life becomes a picture of the mercy and grace and patience of God with an unfaithful people so when i was saying that basically Hosea's marriage is a reflection of God's relationship with um the Israelites because the Israelites in this case are the unfaithful one they are the, the prostitute in this case to, to the Lord basically Hosea is now Hosea is now humbled in a place of mercy and patience when you're dealing with a situation like that where people are consistently sinning he, the, the people didn't just sin for a day or two or for months a lot of the times in our nations what is going on it's not a a day thing some of the the issues that we're facing are are from generations to generations before us they're not just going to go away but what does hosea even teaches us on our own life when we're seeing when we're ministering to people on lost souls or we're ministering to people who who don't know god we have to also adopt a a a a, a um a a level of patience now when i mean patience and mercy we have to be very graceful amongst people we're not saying that we should tolerate nonsense we're not saying that we should have people belittle us in the faith talk to us anyhow even though sometimes we are going to have to take certain things we have to have a level of patience and mercy amongst others because we have to remember that there's 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 moments in our lives where we may have been unfaithful to god and we have needed his patience we have needed his patience mm. and that is why when we're looking at people we almost have to see them as children that are sick 
and that are currently wait are in the process of surgery and the surgery might not take one hour the surgery might not take two hours the surgery might not even take a whole 24 hours it might take longer but there needs to be a level of patience and that is hard but can be done through christ because isaiah had to have patience okay another thing that we saw as well about this book is that despite the unfaithfulness of god's people god still demonstrates one aspect of his love by the ability of still using hosea to minister to them how many of us somebody will already frustrate us here they will say something <laughs> they will say something to us whether it's in the workplace wherever it's even in church wherever it's in our families they will say something to us and it will annoy us it will annoy us and already we're just already oh i don't want to talk to this person oh you know what i just want to put the person in the back burner oh let me just just dash this person oh you know what let me unfriend them oh you know what? i don't need them in some cases you are going to need discernment in some cases there might be people that there might be you might be around people who, who will be toxic who the god, god the lord may pull you away from for your own spiritual growth etc but i'm talking about in the context where we have been too quick to just snap and just detach ourselves from people or situations out of frustration god was faithful even when these people were doing wrongs they were um worshiping idols for prosperity money success their safety recognition their pleasure uh, you know just on considering god treating god like some kind of yo-yo up and down they didn't even have any regards to him god still demonstrated faithfulness God was still faithful because, and, and his faithfulness is demonstrated at the fact that he still wanted Hosea to go and minister to them. Let me tell you something. Sometimes we may snap and be upset when we're being corrected. But one thing the word says that we should never, ever forget is that God corrects those that he loves. If he does not love you, if, if, you're, if your parent, or especially I was, I was speaking in the context of African culture, if, if, you know, your parents were disciplining you as their form of love, even though they don't physically say I love you, but they're correcting you because they don't want you to go off and disgrace yourself. They don't want you to dishonor the family in a particular way. They want to basically correct you from right and wrong. I'm just speaking from that context, not the ones that will just be shouting for, for no reason, but I'm just speaking for parents who really just want to direct you and point you towards the right direction. Okay. God is also is like that. Hebrews 12 verse 6, it says, for the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child the lord sent hosea to correct these to, to correct the israelites because he loved them the lord the lord also wanted to demonstrate to goma who was hosea's wife because sometimes it's easy for us to feel sorry for hosea but he also wanted goma the wife who who the wife who represents israel to also know that she is loved and that he wants to demonstrate a love even in a mist of unfaithfulness. Can you imagine? Can you? That's. The, I want everybody to just imagine that kind of love. Every time you're doubting whether God loves you, just remember that. Even though Goma was unfaithful, in this context, God still wanted to demonstrate a love for her by still enabling Hosea to still be faithful, mm. even in the midst of her unfaithfulness. In a generation where <laughs> you do me, I do you. <laughs> you do this, I'll do it back. <laughs> Hosea didn't do it. 
because of his faithfulness to God. I'm not saying to somebody as well that you should be going into a marriage and people should be cheating you up and down because you need to be praying, you need to seek help, you need to seek counseling, you need to do all of that. But I'm just speaking in this context because this context is not an ordinary context. This context was for Hosea to see the experience that God was having with the Israelites. It was a it was a a, a visual representation of a covenant relationship, a covenant relationship that can't just be easily broken, a covenant relationship that was also shown to Goma that you are loved. You have done wrong, you're doing wrong, but let me show you a love that will surpass all understanding. This is a this is an extraordinary type of love. This is a, only a love that can be given by God. Mm. An extraordinary extraordinary this is the sweetest kind of love sweetest kind of love that's what the lord demonstrates that's what god is demonstrating through that context hosea did not leave goma he didn't leave her now the story gets juicier i'm trying to make it seem like a i'm not trying to make it seem like a nollywood film but i'm trying to make it entertaining for you guys because the bible i know it can it, it will take a while before it sometimes gets to the point but it gets to the point in a very beautiful way now going back just to the word god demonstrates one thing god desires relationship and not ritual a lot of us we know that we know that everything we, we shout god wants a relationship god desires a relationship we say that all the time we say it in the church we say it with friends we say it with people but do we really understand that hosea chapter 6 verse 6 for i desire the esv version for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. A lot of our burnt offerings is us going on Sunday, we're sometimes worshiping in church, we're doing ushering, we are we can be leading Bible study, and the next minute from, from Monday to Saturday, nothing, nothing, nothing with God. No real fellowship, no real communion, no real private time no visiting the secret place no knocking down no, not going into the war room nothing and this is not to judge anybody because i i have been guilty of that i've been guilty i you know in church i i even um you know have responsibility in finance i have responsibilities in here and sometimes i'll be there focusing more on work than i am spending time in the presence of god no matter how great of a service you do on Sundays, with friends, or whatever you do in public, private, the Lord is always going to require a relationship with you. And just like a relationship with a human being, whether it's a female or a male, it takes time. You've got to then take the person out. Then you've got to just, you know, make effort to talk on the phone. Then you will be, even in a romantic way, look at all the effort it takes. It, with God, it requires that effort. The Lord says it, for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. A lot of them were going to idolize. They were, you know, fornicating, killing everything, and then they'll come back and do their burnt offering. It's basically like a kidnapper going to kidnap somebody and thanking God that the kidnapping was successful. It may sound funny, but that's, that's how a lot of us are living our lives without realizing it. And God had it, he needed to remind them, steadfast love is basically a process of consistency. We've been praying about consistency. We've been praying about gradually going through 
um, getting to know God is a consistent pro, a, a, a consistent amount of effort, is a consistent decision. You have to persevere through the emotions. You don't you, you don't see the wind, but you feel the wind at times. You don't always see the wind, but you may feel the wind. And at times you're not going to see God, but you may feel God. And it's actually times when you're not there's there can be different kinds you could be in a setting where you still don't see it you still don't feel it but you just know that you still have to do it and that's sometimes with the lord sometimes you'll get to you might get into a, a situation i'm just going to rewind that you might get a situation where you might not you're not going to you don't see god you don't even sometimes feel god but you have to remain you have to stand by the word and the facts that he is there and you still have to pray through it and you still have to have steadfast love You still have to have steadfast love. Mm. It is hard, but Hosea did it. Hosea, Hosea still had to stay in this kind of in this covenant. He still honored God, and he's still ministering. Imagine his wife is there going to sleep with other men. He's still loving on his wife, still pouring the word of God on his wife, and then he's having to go to the temple and minister to these men, to the same men that probably know that his wife is probably sleeping around. So he's ministering to people to try and help them to, 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 to minister to them. And these people are just looking at him like, you really going to minister to us when your wife is? And he's still deciding to have steadfast love. So why can't we have steadfast love? We can do it. So obviously, practical ways of steadfast love is it requires a day-to-day walk and increase in intimacy. The more we do that, the more we experience a progressive revelation of character. So the more we do that, the more our character is shaped, the more our ways are changed, and the more our love grows deeper for God, the more we start to experience God. And the more, and that's when the joy comes. Okay. Now going, going just kind of going in more depth, we still look at... Um, we, you know, we looked at the fact that the people were still sitting, they were doing burnt offerings, they weren't really building a relationship. We now have to now look at the, the context. As we progress through the scriptures, we look at how God punishes his own people. And that's through chapter, that's, that's chapter 8 to 10, okay? So I'm just going to round it off. I'm going to go back to the word, chapter 8 to 10. Um, Lionel, please hold me in ti- on time. I know we started quite late, but just um, <laughs> be my timer. Just go on. Yeah. Um, and then when we look at the scriptures, going back, oh, sorry, I just had the scriptures open. I don't know how I just changed it. Okay, when we go back to chapter 8, going to 10, sorry, okay, reading the word of God, it says, Put the trumpet to your lips like an eagle. The enemy comes against the house of the Lord. Because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law, they cry out to me, my God, we of Israel know you. Israel has rejected the good. Now, Israel could be us. Israel could be our nation. Israel could be whatever the context is that has rejected the good. And it says the enemy will pursue him. They have set up kings, but not by me. They have appointed princes, but I did not know it. So that's God speaking speaking at the moment. With their silver and gold, they have made idols for themselves that, that they might be cut off. He also, and then 
and then of, and then I'm just gonna read on another kind of scripture. So basically, that scripture is saying that basically what Israel is doing is not even being acknowledged by God. God has not approved any of the actions that they're doing. They want to put things that have not been blessed or anointed by Him. They want to put they want to put gold and silver for their gods that He does not recognize that are not that are not holy in the, in His sight. And that just brings us to the context of our own lives where we have to reevaluate where we may have gone wrong, where our nation is going wrong. And as we progress as well in the chapters, in chapter nine, verse one, the, God says to them, do not rejoice, O Israel. And O Israel can be replaced with O the UK, O France, O Nigeria, O Sephora, O whoever, with exaltation like the nations. For you have played the harlot, forsaken your God. You have loved harlot earnings on every threshing floor so for those who may not understand i should read it in another version that probably got the king james version is he's saying where is there to rejoice you know whether you think you're blessed you're not blessed because you're basically prostituting yourself you will never truly have the blessing if you do not submit yourself to me there's a lot of rich people that are walking around it's really funny because um where i where i worked I, I don't work there now anymore. I'm moving. But where I worked, I was working in the law firm and, and I worked with a lot of partners and our partners are very, very wealthy. I'm talking about they're all millionaires. And they walk around with their wealth, but there's so much emptiness in them. There's so much emptiness. And you can kind of tell because this pandemic, you know, we're all working from home and you're, you're getting more conversations from people. And you start to realize a lot of their, you realize that a lot of them are not complete and are not really content and they will hide behind their wealth and will hide behind the work but you just see a lot of brokenness and the more you you have a conversation with them the more you see that they've never really spent time with their children and never really experienced certain things and that they can't seem to fill up a void they can't seem to do it they can golf as much as they like they can work at as many cases as much as they like we can discuss the same kind of project and they still don't feel fulfilled and that's how a lot of us need to see it. Sometimes it's funny, we envy, which is not good. We envy those who are wealthy. We envy those who may be in marriages. We envy those who may even are in ministry. And we think, oh my gosh, why don't I have this? We don't have that. And we don't realize that we will never really know some, some of the relationships that people stand with God. We will never know some of the hearts uh, of the people that are either at service to God or who are unbelievers. Well, unbelievers, we already know their hearts. But for those who are our believers, we, we don't know truly what are they experiencing behind closed doors. We can only obviously pray for the best, but we do not know. Because the Israelites at that time of Isaiah were wealthy. They were doing good. They were idolizing. They were praising their idols. And they were actually successful. Money was coming in, in the kingdom. Money was coming in. But God was saying basically what are you there to what is there to rejoice about is it because of your small small money or your small small things or luxury or designer bags or whatever that you're now rejoicing as if you've made it when you're basically just a prostitute a lot of us as christians need to realize that our value will never be in our possessions even if you're using it at the service of god our value comes in our consecration to god point period blank because the, when you come before god and you become spirit 
even once you you know you know whether you're married or not, you can't speak before God. God is going to ask you. He's going to show us every deed that we did, and it's going to be he's going to be based on our consecration to Him. And He's showing that to the Israelites. He's saying, "You may have all of this, but what is there? Do not rejoice. Why are you rejoicing? Why are you partying? Why are you celebrating? What are you celebrating for? Your character is 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 um." You, you, you're, you're basically just acting you're just prostituting yourself there's nothing to rejoice about you're the prostitute with the designer bag you are the prostitute with um with 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 wealth you're the prostitute with this and i'm talking prostitute not prostituting just sleeping around but i'm talking about in the context of idolizing something that is not god if you want to be humbled let allow god to humble you because the form of humility that God gives, wow. Mm-hmm. Even with your offering, I tell people this as well. The one thing I've learned is, even if you give the most amazing offering, if your heart is not one of real thanksgiving and a real joy, you're just giving money. That's it. That's it. But when your heart is really... When you're when you're giving in a place of real gratitude, of real acknowledgement of God, of real contentment, or a real desire to give, wow, you have moved the heart of you've moved God. The Bible speaks of that so many times, and I will go to those scriptures, but just to not divert, it's just to show that your value to the Lord will always be in your consecration. Always always which is which is more reason why we shouldn't even envy anybody because the best way to move god is with your heart is with your desire to want to serve him so just carry so we're carrying on we're carrying on we're carrying on with this and where it gets really sad is we we learn in those chapters i'm trying to find the actual scripture that goma ends up leaving um hosea she leaves them with the children. They end up having three children. I, I, I don't want to get into the children and everything for now, but she ends up leaving him briefly to go off and do what she needs to do with the other men. Okay. Um, and then the with the scriptures, the Lord uses, uses a reference to Israel to describe the acts of Goma, you know, uh, in regards to that, that, you know, that Israel is still prostituting itself, that when is my desire to chastise them, that the peoples will be gathered against them. I'm just trying to find as well the scriptures. Um, you know, the Bible even says, when Israel was a youth, I loved him, and out of Egypt, I called him my son. The more they called them, the more they went from them. They kept sacrificing to the bowels and burning incest to idols. You know, so they still carry on prostituting israel is still just prostituting to cut the story short so goma represents that in the physical form as well in 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 a more in the context of husband and 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 wife and she's also going out there to prostitute herself now how does god how where does where does the message line and i'm ending it on this point god corrects um israel israel because as they go off to prostitute themselves for goma (laughs) eventually what happens every everything that the enemy will try to give to you will always come to an end one way or another you'll carry on you know pursuing all these different things and eventually the same people that were one day acknowledging you the same people that were one day celebrating you the same people that can eventually reject you and this is where it becomes really touching goma eventually finds rejection she gets 
she then becomes she, she becomes a destruction to amongst herself where she was finding the lavish the, the 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 honor the glory and prostituting herself she's eventually humbled israel israel is humbled basically and i'm trying to just get the scripture because the way i did my scriptures i made it harder for myself and basically in chapter 14 this is where the restoration comes from it says return O israel to the lord your god for you have stumbled because of your iniquity take words with you and return to the lord and this is chapter 14 the message of restoration the, the message of come back to me you have you you have you have done the most you have it's time for you to come back so it says verse 2 take words with you and return to the lord say to him take away all iniquity and receive us graciously that we may present the fruit of our lips okay and and one of the things that i really liked about this is in the representation between Hosea, how, how Hosea is able to demonstrate that with Goma is that the beautiful story that, that, that really ends and that really shows the powerful love of God is Go, Goma is basically, Goma is basically kind of sold off. As she goes off and does what she needs, the, the person that she was with at the time, basically she, she's basically sold off. She's now basically kind of almost in the marketplace where the people are having to then determine her worth and her value. People are saying, who was this woman? Because she left her husband by then. They're not divorced, but she left him. But the person who's kind of selling her off because she was basically rejected by all these men or, or, or the men says, says, how many of you basically want to pay, pay for this woman? She's still of, of bearing age. She's still able to give you children. She's still able to serve you. How many of you want this woman? And how and, and what and, and what do you think the reactions of the people are? Someone says, I'll pay X amount of barley for her. Not even silver, not, not money, not anything barley. It's basically like somebody's reducing you to common. Like, I guess if somebody was saying, yeah, if, if Jenna Rice was elite, then you're just literally just common bold rice basically basically that's what you are her value was so diminished people did not value her at all and i'm gonna just get the scripture to just read it out for you because i believe that this scripture is really really powerful <sighs> i don't know why my uh scripture so that you guys can take notes and then I'll explain it oh apologies my my information went okay so I'm just going to go back to the word of God let me find a scripture Is everybody understanding so far? Is everybody getting following? Uh, okay. Yes, for Yeah, we do. Okay, so thankfully I found it. So it's Hosea 3. It's for Hosea 3, but you can read from 1 to 3. So Hosea chapter 3 says, The Lord said to me, Go show your love to your wife again. 
so this is so as the lord is forgiving israel and he's telling israel to come back when we looked at the scripture that i was discussing the lord is telling israel to come back god has god's message to the nation and you know but now god is illustrating that through hosea okay and his wife so he says the lord says to me to hosea go show your love to your wife again though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress love her as the lord loves the israelites though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes basically he's telling hosea to go back now as hosea in chapter in verse two this is what happens he says so i bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and the lafik of barley then I told her, you are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man. And I will behave the same way towards you. As he's, as he's saying it. Now, going back to the context, maybe the, the reason why, just to not confuse you, there's this really great movie that I will let you guys watch if you guys want to, which kind of gives an illustration of what he meant that I bought her. Because when he said I bought her, it's basically because what the movie showed was that she was basically kind of sold back so because of her adultery her, 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 her she was basically shamed that even the man that she was committing adultery with that's what they put it in the movie whether that's factual she's now at a place where she's kind of being sold but in the bible just to kind of keep it directly with the bible the representation of the 15 shekels of silver was basically literally his hosea's wealth he demonstrated his love by giving all that he had to buy off his wife he didn't refrain he didn't give you know two thousand naira or whatever he basically gave them it was equivalent to what would be millions to win back his wife despite the act that she had committed because god loves us so much that we have no price to god there's no amount of millions that can ever that that can ever demonstrate God's love. It's not going to even be enough because the love that we have that God has for us, is, it, it it surpasses the trillions and the billions. And he wanted he wanted to demonstrate that through the the marriage of Hosea and his wife. And that's why he said he gave his fifty shekels of silver and about a home and a lapic of barley because that had representation in those days. So can you imagine? the kind of powerful love or illustration of God's love because God loved he said love her as the Lord loves the Israelites through Hosea he's showing us that the love that God does the, the, the love that God has for us is, is so powerful every time you feel like oh you you know you get discouraged or you get you, you, you know, you're, you're in a place of temptation or you're in a situation where you literally have two crossroads. I really want us to remember this. I really want us to remember this because this alone will remind us that it's not, that there's no form of consequence or sin that is worth this kind of love. There is none. I don't know anyone that's willing to, to, to do what Hosea, to do what God did for the Israelites in my own life. No matter how much a man or a woman can say they love you, it's very hard. But God, God loves us. This is, a, this is an extraordinary kind of love. This love is sweeter than a Valentine's gift. I'm telling you, this love is sweeter than 
the greatest mansion that someone could offer you. This love is secure. This love is unwavering. This love is patient and it's kind. It's basically the Corinthians, you know, if we go back in 1 Corinthians 13, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 13 and going back to love. If you really wanted, oh, love is patient. Let me go back. Let me go back to 1 Corinthians 13. So if you really wanted to understand what love really is, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 13. And it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking and it's not easily angered and it keeps the record of wrongs. God is patient, God is kind. God does not envy, God does not boast. God is not proud. God does not dishonor others. He doesn't condemn you when you've sinned. He doesn't condemn us. God is not self-seeking. God is not, well, in this thing, he's easily angered. He can get angry, but he's not easily angered. And he keeps, and God keeps no records of wrongs. That's why they say God is love. He showed it, he demonstrated it through Hosea. Hosea didn't, Hosea didn't go back to his wife and say, look at you, ah, prostitute, look at you, look at, you're not worthy of me. Let me just go and collect my bride price. He went back and he bought, he, he, he gave his, all his money, <laughs> all his money, his barley, to, to get back his wife because God instructed him to because God wanted him to just to, to basically see an illustration of the type of love he has for us that's why God is love that's why love is God that's why you need love Found that you have to have love when you're forgiving your enemies you have to have love when you're even praying for your enemies you have to have love when you're ministering you have to have love when you're worshipping. You have to have love when you're serving in the ushering team. And there's people that are just rude, even in the church. You will tell them to sit there, they won't sit there. You have to have love when you are, you know, not only working in the kingdom, but when you're also working in the workplace. And you're having somebody just that sometimes it's just rude. It's because God is love. That is what he is showing us. So I pray that I'm going to end it there because I feel like the message is so deep that you might have to sink it in. You might have to read Hosea. You may have to go back to your old notes. You might have to reflect in your own life. But I pray in the name of Jesus that if you take anything from this, you, you, you take the fact that you are loved in an extraordinary way. And I pray that we will never devalue ourselves to be unequally yoked to somebody else, to compromise when we are experiencing a love that will surpass all, ki all, all kinds of understanding, when we have the real deal with God, allow everything else to only complement what he's doing in us and not to contradict the love that he has for us. Because to be unequally yoked to someone, to sin is basically contradicting his love because it comes with a condition. But God is not a God of conditions. They sinned, they wronged, they, they committed adultery, and God still brought them back to restoration. He still said, come to me, Israel. He's saying, Nigeria, come to me. He's saying, you the UK, come back to me. He's saying, France, come back to me. I will still give you a second chance. I'm still going to love on you. Imagine that. So 
God bless you guys. <laughs> I will end it in prayer. I might ask somebody else to pray and to finish it off. But feel free to unmute yourself. I'd love to find any comments that any of you have. I think we probably have another like 10 minutes. But if you have any comments, is there anything that you've taken from this? I would love to hear what any of you have to say. Wow. Thank you so much, Sephora, for that word. Um, that was a, um, it's a great word. That was a powerful word. Um, we thank God. No. Thanks, Sephora. You're welcome. It was, it was very um, needed. It was a very needed word. In fact, it's... Um, it's a story, so speaking, it's a story that shows that's, that's a story of our relationship with God. Um, that's what Christ did, you know, for us. Uh, Bible says that. Um, God showed that uh, God's love is shown in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And even the people he came to (laughs) die for, didn't even regard him. And they, um, they had other things, they placed other things above God they refused to believe his word and you know, of course at the end they crucified him but even while he was going through the pain he still said Father forgive them for they do not know what they do you know yeah. um, it's um, so that's it's, that story that story yes God used you know but again it's 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 what we call like an allegory so yeah. even if somebody's life is pointing to something you know of deeper essence and um, many 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 in fact all stories in the bible apart from them being literal stories their true meaning are you know pointing towards something else like this yes Hoshia was Hosea married prostitute but the real essence was God was talking about his relationship with Israel which Israel is us you know whenever we're reading scripture just know just know you're seeing you are reading your your relationship your story with God So yes, it's, it's a very um, needed word because many times, like you said, we we place different things above, you know, God. Even when we worry, even when we fear, all these things. It's said it's, it's saying these things are great. You know, they are greater than God. Whenever yeah. we, yeah, we put so much, you know, um, we put so much. Um, emphasis on them like you know example when we worry you know, you know we all 
we all go through that. Yeah, and definitely, definitely. Yeah, so it's it's a great reminder that we should not put anything, should flee from idolatry. Greed is idolatry. Even our scripture says it. You know, greed, anything, anything yeah. that consumes us, anything that takes a seeks to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Yeah. Us. Yeah. So, um, deep, very deep. I also just wanted to add to that is that when you're worrying, because I feel like I've been worrying because my contract ended at work. I'm like, oh, I've got to transition to a new role. And then where I thought I was going to go, they, they haven't confirmed. So I don't even know if I'm going to be working at this new place. Like, literally, mm. I'm just literally like, huh? Like, what is going on? But the secret to worrying is, is Thanksgiving. I know people would say this all the time and you may hear this again and again but when you're worrying this is the time when you better start dancing like King David danced you dance in your room, you dance somewhere and you just give thanks to God because you shame the enemy by saying Thanksgiving is, is, is a way of demonstrating to the Lord who has the authority you know we can't we can't say God is the creator of the universe I know it's hard. It's because it's an emotion. Worrying is an emotion. Emotions are very hard to control, and that's scientific. It's not. It's not even because I wanted to say it to say it. Any forms of emotions are very hard to control because they come and they go, and they don't always come as you expect it. You know, it's it, 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 something that you know will transfer to your brain, and then you'll be heaped with these emotions, and it's hard to just kind of um, simmer them down. And then you then look at your situation, and then you look at what is around you. And you're like, oh my gosh. But one of the things I would say is Thanksgiving. And it, it's so amazing just to encourage you because even I was worrying about something. I just had someone call me and was like, oh, I, I want to buy your flight ticket because I need you to do this for one business and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, you know what? I can stress, although these things are not important to me anymore, you can stress all you like about certain things, but God will sometimes pull through for you, but not always the way that you want it. But he will show you that he's in control. Somehow he will show it to you. So... That's just an encouragement, but um, yeah, like you have, yeah. There's so many things in the Bible that shows His love. At this point, if we don't see it, it's because we're not acknowledging His love. Mm. He's demonstrated in so many different forms in the Bible um, of how much He loves us. So, mm. be encouraged, everyone. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. <laughs> I'm really hoping we'll have this social because I do want to see you guys a virtual Zoom sister in Christ love like hug because the world we're living in it can be tough but you know as well as the world is away so yes okay I guess um yep. thank you so much sir you're welcome you're welcome session and um a learning experience because um the, the way you brought out the story, yeah. it made me see it in another light. You know, mm-hmm. it made me understand God's love in another light. You know, when actually the part where you said um, Isaiah had to give all he had, you know, mm-hmm. the same thing God does for his children. He gives mm-hmm. all he has to, you know, mm-hmm. to show that love constantly, even when we keep failing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, sis. I'm happy that I 
can yeah i could do a bit of justice to saying that because i do not minister i was telling brotherly you know like i don't know if maybe god ordained this to have this <laughs> I am not. I do not minister at all. I'm only coming out of my show in ministering more. So, <laughs> if you not understood and you took a bit of the humor with it, then I give God the glory seriously because <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank. Um, one 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 other thing is, um, you know, it also speaks of um. Um, also when you look at your you know many times <laughs> God wants to help you to understand your relationship with him he would bring somebody your way who would probably treat you the way you are treating him <laughs> Then your experience can be a friend, it can be, you know, sibling, it can be, can be somebody, it can be colleague. But you know, you're like, why is this person like this? Why is this person like this? But if you really now look deep down, you will now find out that that's probably the way you are. That's the way I am towards God. God yeah. is using that to. You know, to show you, like, look. Oh, so now you know, like how it feels. You know. Yeah. Yes, and in this story, even it gives um, Hosea a deeper understanding. So even when he's going to tell the people, he's telling them also from his own pain. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's feeling because of you know he's now he's now sharing that that same burden. Mm. Yeah, yes, he he's had like a personal experience. Yeah, he knows what it means now to love somebody and the person doesn't give a hoot. Mm-hmm. That's, me. That's why they say experience is the best teacher. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll say it's a very good. I'm not saying the best teacher, but it's a very good teacher. I always like to say the, the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. But experience is experience is a very good teacher to to teach you, you know, some lessons. The sometimes the hard way, you know. Yeah. Many times, yeah. To teach yeah. you lessons, the really hard way. But yeah. yeah, that's 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 and yes, one more thing. You yeah, go for you it. Mentioned, when you mentioned um, First Corinthians thirteen, you know, anytime I read that scripture or someone mentions it, mm. I mean, bef- before probably when I read it, I'll probably be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm this. Okay, maybe I need to work. Here. On this place and this and kind mm. a little bit, mm, but recently I realized that it, me doing that is me still not getting the point. Mm. The point of that list there because you have to be all that. You have to be all that 
and um, probably almost every time and you realize that it's humanly impossible to be that when you look at that list love is kind love is patient does not boast it's not self-seeking it's it's not easily angered it it it, it endures all it hopes all (laughs) when you read it people Mm. reading it you're Mm. overwhelmed (laughs) oh sure so the the point is not that when 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 i get to peak like i was saying before if i get this okay i'm kind um then probably i'm missing the point the point is that you cannot you it's not humanly possible so you cannot do it on your own yep you can't yes. yeah so that's reading it and seeing it that is overwhelming means it that pushes me to seek help from the yeah. one who is able to that's you know yeah that's exactly God. yeah because yeah. that's what that's what it's kind of like the law mm. the law the law was not there it was there it was given us rules but the hidden I believe the hidden agenda was to make people realize that look you can't keep this thing <laughs> so yeah. you need so it's meant to push you to now have faith yeah yes to, to, to walk in faith that you know the, the, the Lord now begins to help you when you when you need when you need each um, quality yeah each situation yeah the Lord will supply Lord will supply at that time yeah because it's like an empty vessel mm. yeah it's if if it's um, how do I put it like an empty vessel mm-hmm. that comes every time to the river empty so mm-hmm. it gets you to go and beat this one when it needs to feed when it needs more supply mm-hmm. it is given yeah mm-hmm. but the whole ocean cannot enter that container <laughs> mm-hmm. this Wait, is yeah no it's so true it's so true I just want to add to just your point is that that is why you know, like I said, we hear a lot of things time and time again, but that is why we need the Holy Spirit. Christ made room when he said, I'll give forth a helper to be somebody that is greater than me. We have the nature of God when we have the Holy Spirit. When you when you will notice that when you probably have come out in a sense, for example, if you come out of this meeting right now and you know you 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 you've learned something new and you've connected with God in a way where you've understood something, when you're dealing with your siblings right now, you're gonna try and apply, you're gonna be a bit more graceful, mm-hmm. you know. You're going to be a bit more cautious, maybe for this moment. But the Holy Spirit in us is what permits us to be really kind, to have that patience, to think twice. Because let's just see as even if you're in a married marital relationship and you've realized that you may have been a bit too sharp, it's the Holy Spirit that gives that, that inkling mm. that I need to go back and apologize to my wife and demonstrate that kindness. It is that inkling. That's why you can't... you. you a car this type of car that we are if it cannot function without the the without the lord that the lord is the petrol he is the gas he is everything because you can't function without his design it is hard to function 
like this if you don't have the Holy Spirit. And a lot of Christians, what they're doing in our in the church is they are not they are they are downplaying the Holy Spirit and they've put him aside. They don't even see him as a person, and they try to do these things out of their own strength, and it's not possible. It is not. It is not possible. You can still be a good person, but for for how long will you be able to keep the act? For how long can you do the the, the pretentiousness of kindness? Of the word says in Matthew five. Oh, sorry, did I cut you? Um, no, no, I was just saying, or oh, oh, to, you know, to probably a certain degree, when you get okay. to a certain level, you can't go. <laughs> find out that you're you're exhausted. Yeah, you you're exhausted, but it's it's everyone. It, it's, it's everyone you you can generally be a kind person in terms of you meet unbelievers who are kind but even them they will have an expiry date to their kindness go off and kill somebody go off and take something that is really dear to them and you might see another side to them so you have to remember that the, the holy spirit is the driver of us being like like god and, and and having love because the love that god wants us he's saying to us in matthew 5 46 if you only love those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. God has been saying in his word that we cannot just love people who are lovable, who are like us. We have to love those who are not easily lovable. And there's no way you can do that without the fruits of the spirit. So hopefully that makes sense. Yes. Yes, it does. I feel like I'm now becoming pastor. <laughs> Let me just say well, yeah. I I guess you are already. I guess you are already. I mean I mean you speak so does that make me a pastor? Because I speak no, I mean like no like, <laughs> like a minister or something or you know. But yeah, speaker. Oh, okay. So, you know, Sephora, it takes a pastor to know a pastor. So, <laughs> so I think, well, um, I think you, I think you, are you saying that you're a pastor? Yeah, who is that? Who is that? Who is that talking? Unlike, Please unlike talking. you, brother Emmanuel, me, I would take it if God. Woo. Although I, 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 you know, I don't think that I am. I would take minister, but if, if I, if God says Sephora, I want you to serve me, I would, I would do it. I would say it's an honor. It's an honor, and <laughs> I would take it because it's not about the title. So yeah, guys. The joke is on me today. I can't lie. I'll take the joke because <laughs> the ego flicks. It got flipped, basically. So, <laughs> but you see how I've been respected. I've got the pastor jokes. You see, <laughs> it's true, and and it's a good joke, really. Thank you. Um, quickly, uh, let me just talk on touch on what you said. Then, that really stood up for me. Or for me, you know, of course, you know, you said that. Uh, Idolatry is placing anything above God. Mm, mm-hmm. And I talked about the forms of idolatry, not, you know, something I got was like not caring about what people do, did, even though we know it against the Lord's commandments. Yeah. Like, like that's that for me, because 
when you said that in the scriptures read like like they you said like they were just carrying different type of understand like that in their head going about that way understand so i i saw that this is a form of idolatry to when we don't really care about what people does and when we know it's against the lost commandment understand like we've gotten yeah. to a point where where people will say that well i don't want to be judgmental about this yeah understand i'm i'm not god understand i i said just like like this is not really true when you are really on the lord side because when you're really on the lord side there's this burning you can feel his acts you can feel feel the way it feels and that was what god was bringing Isaiah into understand into the practical know how of 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 it so that he can really feel feel how god feels about it and in that way he can be able to 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 do to act in the way that God wanted him to act concerning that matter. Yeah. So that mm. Mm. Yeah. Is it? I think he's I think he may have accidentally dropped off. Um that's a really yeah. good point. Because the judging thing is only I think people Christians forget that judgment is 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 to be done righteously. To not judge it was it was God saying that to the hypocrites it was it was those who who judge somebody and they're doing it themselves mm-hmm. but righteous judgment is needed in in the body um he wants us to edify each other he wants us you know th- that's why in Matthew 7:5 it says you hypocrite first take the log out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your own, your, your brothers so if you're saying to somebody they shouldn't fornicate but you as well you went to fornicate yesterday you know that's where god that's that's where god is saying you know you have no right to judge um but 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 the spiritual person you know in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 15 the spiritual person judges all things but in himself to be judged by no one so when you are walking according to the spirit you 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 know it's there's there's rightful judgment that can be done so it's, it's a really deep deep thing uh manuel oh hi emela Emela Roberts. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel, you back? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I think the the network cut me off. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. So so that about that. And are you said something? Okay. I've been saying. Yeah. Okay. So you said something. You said that Ozai had to be patient. You understand? Mm. And 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 it's amazing that. What Uzziah had to be patient about is a thing that he got from the Lord. Mm. I don't know, maybe you understand. It's not, it's not like as if that maybe Uzziah had married a oh, and God was like, okay, I will use you, understand? God told him, this is your wife. Mm. I, I don't know, it's funny, like, this is your something, like, okay, this is the work I wanted to do, you understand? God might request us to do something, and when we get into it, we find out that like oh my goodness this thing wants to take a whole lot out of me i don't know how and we might start want to start complaining you understand i say this as a virtue that even what god gives you you still need patience to walk in it you understand there's there's the need for you to be patient about it because all this all what does all what this does is that it makes us a better person you understand when mm. you get better, you are you are in line. You are able to have this mind. He said, "Let this mind of Christ be in you." You understand? 
So sometimes situations will make you like God will ask you to do something so that He can draw you closer to mm. be in to have the same right mindset with Him. And like that's the essence of it. In the end, and the thing you said about like worrying being being an act of idolatry, like for me, it really hits me. Like I never saw saw worrying as an act of idolatry. Like because I I can like I worry a lot. Charlie went to that really like and I kind of worry like things going on. What's this? You know the kind of stuff. I started yeah. talking, talking, talking. I'm just trying. Why? Because I, I just believe that I'm trying to look for a, a solution, you understand, a quick solution. Because I feel like, oh, like being waiting on God so far, like I've not really gotten what I need and things are not really going on, you understand. So when worry kicks in, it feels like a good friend, like a good companion. You, yeah. you understand that point, you understand. But when you say that it's an idolatry, so now i know that is at that point maybe i'm placing the issue above god instead above the love of god instead instead above the knowledge of god yeah. in that area so i got that too then uh yeah powerful wow wow then you said um okay okay uh, yeah something that sort of for me well, well i said that being faithful in our act of love service towards others understand you said that you understand like that patient is like being faithful in our act of love towards others, understand? It's key. So, and the scripture of of Hosea 6 says that you read, you said, I read it, he said that for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. Understand? Mm-hmm. Said the knowledge of God rather mm-hmm. than bond on for it. So yes. Yes. The, there was two things that was so key to me. So he said, I, I desire steadfast love. And just, or was it yesterday? Yes, yesterday, while I was just having my quiet time and God was was speaking to me. So this scripture just come, kind of come close to it is Second Chronicles 7.14, where it says that if my people who, called, who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, and pray and seek, you understand? I'm reading in Amplified Version. In that place, there was a bracket. It said, crave requires a necessity. Mm. my face that was the word that stood for me yesterday that I've been calling on. he said like necessity side seeing prayer seeing seeking God as a necessity and not optional mm. okay. Okay. so it's what you said when you when you said that uh, that sorry like for I desire steadfast love when you understand so God was just kind of enlightening me the more when you said use that word and um, the example he gave me was that, like, most times when I'm going out, you understand, like, I pray, or when I'm coming, I pray. So, I've been doing that, I've been doing that, like, almost all my life. And one, and there was a time that my mind was playing trick with me, and my, and my mind was like, like, why are you always praying now? I don't know, maybe get like, this because just been like, why are you always praying if you are going out and you are coming in? Like, God will protect you, do you get? And I, I almost succumbed to that thought but something in, in me just kind of knocked that thought away mm. i don't know so back then so yesterday when he was telling me about you understand like like seeing it as a necessity like seeking and praying god you understand and that's what you're talking about that step out of love is that that which i'm doing is not that i should see it as an act you understand like i should see it as an act of um what's it called 
I've forgotten my line of thought. As uh, oh, Jesus. My goodness, I've forgotten my line of thought. There's a word I want to use and it's escaped my mind. Oh, I can't remember the word, but understand the key thing for me was that he was letting me know that that which I'm doing, you understand, that I should have this mindset that is a, is a necessity, you understand, and it is a way of like I'm saying, God, I love you, understand, and I'm like, oh, Father, I'm going out again, you understand, like, oh, thank you for finishing yesterday. So, I was going thought that that is that I should see it as an act of necessity and not optional. So he was giving me a new mindset that, that and when you talk about this steadfast love, is that whenever we are doing anything to God, if it's towards God that is right, we should always see it as it is as a necessity, not optional, something out of love. Yeah, understand that we have towards Him. You yeah, because I can tell you that well, you don't have to do this. God is not God won't be mad at you, God will not be another, yes, it's true, but we must have gone that stage and come to this stage where that is not about God being mad at me or God not being happy at me, but that I've come to a place where I love him enough not yeah. to, not oh. to, not, not to just um, overlook mm-hmm. that, understand? Amen. So that came to mind to for me and let me see the last thing that okay yeah and that there's no length that the love of god can't go off yeah yeah, yeah. that was the last thing you said so that, that that like and that i've seen the evidence of that like personally in my own life and i've seen it too in the way that god sometimes in some situation that, that i've seen and i'm like ah, like hey for me and I've seen that there's no limit that the love of God has us. Like there's no limit. There's no limit. That's just a key thing for us to understand. There's no limit. There's no limit. So there's nothing that we can do. It's, it's now it is only we that we can step out of that love. The love yeah. is always open. It's always open. Even when we mess up, understand? It's always open. And that's what the enemy does at most. When you mess up, it comes so hard at you. It doesn't want you to go back, understand? make you feel so unworthy you understand but let us bear in mind that the love of god there's no length or limit that mm-hmm. can go and this shows how he did it in the in in the life of Hosea towards the children of Israelites. so mm-hmm. thank you very much and uh, god bless you god bless you more sorry when you spoke something came in my spirit um and i just felt like i should share that with you emmanuel um okay you said something about worrying a lot and the first thing that came to mind is seek ye first the kingdom of god and all things will be added unto you and one thing that i remember a woman a powerful woman of god ministering to me on was when you're praying especially it's an advice it's, it's an advice that you don't have to take if you're only led by the spirit do it if you're not then it's completely fine but try what you should do is when it comes to midnight when you're praying to god at midnight because there's a special midnight is a very special time to the lord i do it as well try not to even speak about the things that you need from him but 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 pray for kingdom advancement prayers in a sense of pray for the nation pray for areas of that 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 may be a need even if it's to the church or for somebody around you or whoever um, seek him first and I know that the Lord will see the things upon your heart um, 
and there's a lot of things that he may answer and reveal to you but that's something that came to mind as you were speaking and it came more than once so it's just an encouragement um i'm going to be praying for you as well about worrying because worrying is such a very it's very tough it's a very very hard emotion and i've struggled with worrying a lot so i really relate to you as well and from a place of more like raw like i get it as a place with just empathy but just from a place of it's, it's a very hard space to be in because you overthink you know you think yeah, free yeah, yeah, yeah like all uh, things that's the key yeah, word yeah yeah that's one that of thing, the just... indicators of of worry you you overthink it because you're you're overthinking because i used to overthink so much i would take action quickly and and yeah. that's not how the I'll not Lord take action at all <laughs> you're you're very you're very right as when you when i overthink i never have to take an action for something just come instant i just have to do that thing i don't kind yeah. of at that moment i just want to use it to solve the issue at hand and once yeah. she's gone I'm like and okay, then, okay. No, i guess it, now oh sorry i think it was a backlog um it, it sometimes make it worse but i just encourage you just pray pray at midnight even if it's for a week go to the lord and just seek his advancement in other areas and just release your worry onto him because that's how god has really helped me and delivered me from so many things and then at the end of it do a thanksgiving just do even if it's an hour of just dancing just dance for the lord like david danced and i'm telling you there's certain things that will really happen or revelations that you'll get that will have a lot of clarity but god is a god of principle we must put his needs above our own we might not not always go to him with him helping us in certain situations but we must see it as we want him we want to pray for his advancement in this earth with the kingdom advancement in this earth and and once we once we were focus on his agenda he starts to answer a lot of things to do with us he starts to make clarity of things and it's in his word it's biblical seek ye first the kingdom of god and all things else will be added onto you that's what the scripture means so that's what i had in my spirit anyway so It's up to you to decide whether it's for you or not. Now, uh, Mr. Say, you just you said the right thing. So when you said "seek it for the kingdom of God," and I just laughed in my spirit because that is very key. Whenever mm. I get to the stage, I find that, for instance, I lose focus of what is right. I just kind of putting all the pressure on me, on me at that point. For instance, mm. on me, like I just need this thing to get off. So my mind is not open to to be seeking God in what it does. So you are very right about this. Thank you very much. You're welcome, bro. Anytime. So I guess we're going to close in prayer. Um yeah, I'll I'll close. Um unless anybody wants to close. Okay. Maybe not. Silence. <laughs> I'll close it. Go, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I was hoping you broke Leonel, but you're gonna have my back. But anyway, I, I mean, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Don't worry. You're covered. All right, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, oh God. We exalt your holy name, Abba Father. I thank you. I thank you, Father Lord, for the Holy Spirit. I thank you, thank you so much, Holy Spirit, that you were able to to really speak to us and minister to all of us because I was being ministered to. A lot of what I had received, oh Lord, in the secret place and in my quiet time, was 
it was because of you, Holy Spirit. And I'm just so grateful, Father Lord, that we were able to fellowship today. That we were able to share so much new knowledge and understanding. We were able to get a really fresh revelation of Hosea and 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 of your of your your relationship with Israel and how much your love is extraordinary, Father Lord. Your love is cannot be cannot be imitated so easy because your love is so powerful it is one father lord that requires us to seek the holy spirit to be even come close to demonstrating it amongst others i want to just glorify you father lord and praise you for the lives of each and every one of um members of the children of the king group i thank you father lord for just the discussion i thank you father lord for the transparency i thank you father lord for us for the the vulnerability that we're able to share as brothers and sisters in christ father lord we may have not seen well i have not seen father lord a lot of these members but father lord i consider them to be family because father even in your word you said lord that days are my mother and that this is you know my mother and father and your brothers and sisters those who are in the lord are are who are members who have to glorify uh, our heavenly father lord becomes your family and i thank you that that there's a genuity and there's a true agape love being built amongst your body and no matter where in the nations we are uh, one that is willing to prioritize the kingdom and 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 advance father lord your kingdom in this earth i thank you father lord oh god that you have a solution to a lot of our problems you remind us that even when we are feeling weary even when we feel defeated even when we feel father lord burdened the solution is always going back to the king of kings sitting at your throne knocking on the throne rooms of heaven and starting again for you are not a god of condemnation but you're a god a father who corrects his children out of love who corrects his children so that we'll become spiritually mature who corrects his children father so that we will see your light and i thank you heavenly father that you have never given up on us so, sometimes we don't realize that we have been goma we have been goma in the marriage where we have father Lord, sometimes prioritize different things but you didn't um, um reject us instead father Lord, you still paid a price through Christ Jesus and won us back to you and reunited us back to you and accepted us even in our sin. I am so ever so grateful. I believe we are all ever so grateful for your word and for what you are doing in our lives. And I thank you for the testimonies because as much as yes, you're a God of righteousness, I know that you're a God who blesses, who blesses his, his, his children. Father, so that even the world will see that the blessing that you give is not like the way the world does. And I pray that testimonies will overflow out of children of the king as we continue to seek you lord you know the desires of our hearts and the ones that glorify you i pray father lord in the mighty name of jesus that it will come to pass so that we father lord, will share only endless testimonies so that we will edify the body of christ we thank you father lord that joy will be amongst our uh, um, our lips that father lord, joy true joy true love will be amongst our lips father lord because of you the king of kings who demonstrates his love to us daily May your name be glorified. And I pray that, Father, your angels will descend in every household. I pray, Father, for your angels to, to, to sing worship unto you in our homes, Father. As we go to bed, Father, let, oh God, um, um, let us be prepared to always wear the full armor of God and to, that the blood of Jesus will cover each and every one of us and that we never stop, Father, Lord, seeking you 
uh, um, and getting to know you, Father, in a very intimate place. May your protection be amongst us and may no plan, no weapon formed against us prosper. Although the weapons will come, they will not prosper. And I thank you for your word. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your guidance. I thank you, Father Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Amen. guys. Yeah. Thank you very Thank much. You.